Welcome to the Key and Mang audio experience where you're here from two up-and-coming therapists looking to enhance the lives of listeners by addressing health, wealth, lifestyle, and overall growth. Tune in to hear the latest lessons learned on the Key and Mang audio experience. Welcome back to the latest episode of the Key and Mang audio experience. I'm your host, Mang, as always, joined by my fellow co-host, Key. Key, what's good? What's up, Mang? How you doing? Can't complain, can't complain. Today, we got a special one. We got my boy Kamal who was about to start PT school in a couple months but he wanted to hop on the pod and we got a variety of topics that we're about to hit on today but Kamal what's good? All good how you guys doing thanks for having me. Of course of course we kind of just wanted to open it up first and just kind of let you tell your story about how you got to where you're at right now. Cool cool okay so it's a it's a long road but I kind of make it a little bit short. Um, I kind of like fell into PT by accident. Um, I would say like every, almost every major event in my life kind of like led me to PT. Um, I had a cousin, um, he kind of like, he told me, uh, I think you would be a great physical therapist. So I was just like, you know, it's just family member just talking like, what does he know or whatever. So I was like, okay, cool. And then literally after that, like every major event in my life, like led me to physical therapy. Like I got in a car accident, I had to go to physical therapy. Um, my senior of college, I had an ACL meniscus injury, had to go to physical therapy. So at that point, I just realized like this may be a sign and, you know, he knew what he was talking about. So I was already interested in the field, um, but I think like that kind of just like led me directly into the field. So um, obviously started taking the prereqs and all of these different classes that I needed, you know, for PT school. And then uh, finally, after graduating, I took about a year or so off, worked a little bit, um, applied to PT school. I didn't get in the first time. And then this past year, um, finally got in. So I actually just made a decision as far as the school so I'll be going to Walsh University in Ohio um so I will be leaving in about four months and uh I'm excited can you take us back to your experience as a patient uh, I know you said you got in a car accident and you had a meniscal injury in college what was your experience like as a patient and now being able to see oh I'm about to be a I'm on my way to becoming a PT. What was that patient experience like for you? Right. Um, I remember, obviously, it was from a, it was from a uh, sports injury, right? So uh, this was my senior year. I was kind of upset because I felt like, you know, my career, my season was probably over at that point. So I remember my attitude going into it was terrible. And now, like, as a pre-PT, uh, it's like I'm working in the – in the um, clinic and I'm seeing different patients. And sometimes like, I wonder like, why is his attitude or her attitude so terrible? But I have to remember like, you're seeing patients that are in a different state of mind. Like they're there for something that's probably affected them every day. So like their physical is not right. So their mental is probably not right either. So I remember when I was going to PT as a patient, like my attitude was terrible. I was upset, I couldn't play basketball and I was in pain. I, as well. So it was like, I remember the PT that I was working with, he just kind of like turned my mindset around. He like told me, if you want to get better, you have to change your mindset. You have to like act like you want to be here. You have to actually do the things that I'm telling you to do. You have to actually take the time to like, you know, perform these different exercises. So I remember my mindset changed and 
my recovery changed. So like as soon as my mindset changed, I remember I started to get better quickly. So just kind of like going into the field now, it's like, I'm not a therapist yet, but when I do help out with patients, it's like, improve your mindset, you know, improve the way you're thinking, because as the mental turns around in a positive way, so does the physical. So that's just kind of how I look at it right now. As an aide um, and having the opportunity to work closely with patients, do you find that now in your position that it's you're seeing people talk, your therapists talk more about the mental side of things and making sure they're taking care of their lifestyle and doing their exercises outside of the clinic and not just in the clinic? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like, I think as an aide, it's kind of a tricky position because you're at a point where like, you don't know as much as like the therapist that you're working under, but also like, you're human, like you see certain things. So it's kind of like a fine line of like, do I step up and say something to somebody that knows way more than me? But also, do I like just stay silent the whole time and not speak up when I see something that's wrong? Because as a patient, like a lot of times they're more comfortable speaking to the aide than they are to the therapist. So it's like they're telling me things that they're not telling the therapist. So the therapist could think they're doing perfectly fine. But then they're on the side telling me like things are terrible at home. I just had this happen in my family. So I know like their mental state is not right. So like sometimes I'm like kind of hesitant to like speak up. But at the same time, it's like I can't just stay quiet the whole time. So I know like these therapists aren't really asking about the mental state of their patients when they should be. So that's kind of like something that I look forward to doing when I do become a PT. It's like, you know, they all, we always talk about the holistic approach when really that's not really true. But I feel like if you do look at things from the holistic approach that um, recovery does kind of speed up and as a profession, we all kind of like get better. Have you ever played devil's advocate at least or like question the therapist you work with and like try to pick their brain about why they aren't asking certain questions? I know it, it could be hard to be in like a position as an aide and then like ask like a therapist, so why didn't you ask that? But have you like had a discussion, like just try to pick their brain about why they aren't asking something? Yeah, like I do it all the time. And it's like, it's a fine line because I don't want to seem like the, the person that thinks he knows it all. You know what I mean? Because at the in the back of my mind, I know that I don't know nearly like even half of what they know. You know, like I'm not naive to think I know as much as them. But at the same time, I'm like, ah, I think I know this <laughs> and they don't think I know certain things. So it's like I do look at things from my point of view and I also look at it from their point of view. Like, who does this dude think he is speaking up on things? And he hasn't even, you know, had a day of PT school yet. So it's like I kind of like. I would say go back and forth and like you said, play devil's advocate. So I do every once in a while kind of ask a question and I have like, you know, people that I know, like, you know, Casey and Joseph and people like that, that I ask them questions and I see their answer. And a lot of times I agree with them. And then I'll go ask the PT that I'm working with the same question and they'll give a different answer. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> like I know you're wrong, but I'm not going to say you're wrong. So I just like kind of ask just to see how they're thinking, how they're doing things. And then, like, based off of their answers, I'm just like, mm, he doesn't really get it. <laughs> I honestly think that comes from, like, what you're exposed to, like, working with Casey and Joseph and, like, you're exposed to, like, a new, like, a new way of thinking with PT. Like, all that stuff is kind of new. 
and the PTs you're working with. I don't know the PTs you're working with, but I'm pretty sure they're older. They probably were they're older. They're Thirty not, years like, really in, exposed to it. Like this is like a new world. Like yeah, this is like, this is like a new world. So that could be the reason. But I think that like as PTs, like you need to be able to take like information from anybody. Like there's a lot of times patients come in our clinic and um the patients are really close with the people up front not close but they are waiting for the appointments like they start conversations and the people up front be like oh they just had this happen so like they might be a little stressed out or like things like i don't take offense to that i feel like that should be the norm because you're contributing to the patient's outcomes like whether you're at the front desk whether you're the aide that all contributes to somebody's outcome so i don't think it should be taken disrespectfully yeah um, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it yeah i don't i like in their defense, I don't think like, like, well, at least from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like they think I'm disrespecting them. But I think like, I'll never like, in, at this point that I'm at now, I'll never like correct them on like a manipulation or anything like that. Like, I won't cross that line at all. But like other things, like, you know, how you speak to a patient, things like that, like the human side of things, like, like I think I have that down pretty good. Now it's the other things, obviously, that you learn in PT school, you know, uh adjustments and things like that that like i'll never cross that line and try to correct them on but i feel like other things like it's just being a people person for example it's like that's a huge part of it and i feel like i at least at this point right now that i'm at i feel like i can correct them on those things so like i try to like always obviously be respectful but at the same time it's like we're all human here um we do make mistakes so it's like how can we make this, you know, the best experience for the patient? You know what I mean? Have you always been like that? Had that kind of people person personality or you feel like you've grown into that as you've gotten older? I think like that's that's a great question because it's like people ask the question, are leaders born or are leaders made? You know what I mean? So it's like I never really had a direct answer to that, but I do. I feel like some are born. But at the same time, you can't improve on it. You know what I mean? So like, as far as your question of being like a people person, I think that that really comes from like playing basketball my whole life. So it's like, I was always like, I felt like I was always a leader naturally, but like I had certain coaches that kind of like pushed me in that direction, like speak up, speak up, say something, like talk to this person, go see how he's doing, things like that. So it's like, when you play a sport, obviously everybody has a collective goal. But at the same time, like coaches that I've had that were great leaders, it was like, you know, you have to approach a teammate or a person from a different point of view. Like you have to get to know them on a personal level. That way, if you know them on a personal level, you'll be able to approach them in a different way that you're trying, you know, like the goal that you're trying to get them to reach. You have to know them personally so you can know how to speak with them. You can know your personnel, things like that. So it's like, knowing them as a person first, building that relationship, that friendship, do that first. Because once like, for example, if we build a great relationship, I can say certain things to you that I can't say to other people. But if it's just like me trying to bark at you, say certain things, you're probably gonna be like, yo, who does this dude think he is? You know what I mean? So it's like, build that connection first with the person and then you'll be able to talk to them like how you really wanna talk to them. And I think that's also how you get outcomes with patients as well like so that's gonna be a good skill to use because there's a lot of patients that come in very like tense and like in their show like the first day and if they were to stay like that throughout the whole rehab process I don't think their whole their entire outcome would be that great as opposed to if you build rapport with them get them to open up and you like kind of learn a personality what drives them 
um, things you can say to motivate them. So that is in sports, but it's also in the profession as well. And I feel like that's a lot of things that some PTs lack. Like they don't have like the personal skills to um, like really relate to people. So that's definitely something that's very intangible and um, people um, need to start developing, whether that's through sports, through their like undergrad jobs before they start um, to get into PT school. Yeah, I think I think like that's that's like a advantage that I have like going into it. But there's like I know there's so many other things that I still have to learn. But I think that's like uh, an unintentional advantage that I have. It's like like you said, like being a people person, knowing how to connect with others. Those are like human skills that like, to be honest, I'm pretty sure y'all have seen it in y'all like classes. It's like some people can just like answer questions in a book and after that like they can't hold a conversation with somebody (laughs) is done with after that so it's like I feel like I can do that now it's just like learning all the technical things learning all the you know things in the book learning how to you know take tests and all these other things that obviously is going to be really tough from like (laughs) that I know that from like speaking to like people like y'all that are in y'all position like that's going to be the tough part but like if I'm well when I'm able to get those things down it's like everything else I think will, will come kind of natural. That's what I, I agree with that because I feel like if you have the people side of it down, once you're out of the clinic, I think you can kind of get by with not knowing exactly what's going on <laughs> because you built that relationship. Obviously, you're going to put the work in after you see them to go figure out, all right, what's going on? But it buys you more some more time to figure out, all right, am I heading in the right direction? Do I need to research some more things? And I think if you didn't have that people personality and just spouted book talk to them or PT terminology and they have no idea what you're talking about, they're not going to come back because yeah. <laughs> this is not helping me. I don't understand what you're saying. You can't communicate with me. We're not communicating with each other. Like you're just, you're just, it's a lost cause. So I think, I think there's a lot of pressure to understand every book diagnosis, but what happens in the real world is not textbook you know what I mean it's not doesn't always go according to plan and if you have the ability to, to communicate with your people and let them know what you're thinking and what you're going to do and how you're going to track things I think that builds more buy-in and you can kind of go back through the books go back through the research and, and see what plan of action you want to take yeah and it's, it's funny that you say that because like the position that I'm in now as an aide like I'll probably say like half of the patients they don't even know like some of them probably think that you're the actual therapist and like they'll ask me a question and I'll have no idea. I just, and then, but like the thing is like, I built that relationship with them already. So it's like, I talk to them like a lot of times I'm the first person that they see when they walk in the door, you know, I can like get them started on a bike or get them to start on an arm bike or, you know, some, something like that. So like they're the, I'm the first person that they see and like I get them started on their, you know, their initial, you know, stages of therapy but then they start asking like the deeper questions and I'm just like, yo, I don't know the answer to this, but like they feel comfortable with me. So it's like, they think like, okay, he's worked with me a lot. Like he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's talking about. So like they'll ask a deeper question that like, I don't know yet that I'll eventually learn in PT school. And like, I'll be kind of stuck and I'll just kind of like talk my way around it. And then like when they go do something, I'll like run to the therapist, <laughs> ask the question real quick and then come back and then give, give them the answer. So it's like that people person, like like being a people person, like you said, it's like that's like really important. So like I'm already seeing that now, like even before I start, like 
you know, actually getting into the field. Since we're talking about the intangibles of being like a people person and um, you got into PT school your second time around, do you think that, or is there anything that you improved on your application or things that you worked on personally to strengthen your application to get you in the second time that you didn't have the first time? Yeah, so like I mentioned, um, uh, Joseph and uh, Casey, right? So like the first time I didn't get in, I was like, I asked myself, because like when I was going into it, like applying and everything, I thought I was getting in. Like now looking back on it, like there was no way I was getting in. So like at the time I thought I was going to get in and I was like, oh, it's all good. I'm going to get in this and that. And then when I didn't, I was like, whoa, like I got rejected from nine different schools and they all sent like the same automated email. Like, thank you for considering us, blah, 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 but you didn't get in. So like that hits you like nine separate times through email. It's like, man, what am I doing wrong? So I looked back at it, like, what am I doing wrong? And I told myself, like, I'm going to do everything I can to get in. So like, that's when I found them on uh, Instagram and I signed up for their coaching program. So like, they kind of like literally walked me through everything. So then when they walked me through everything, it was like, oh, that's why I didn't get in. So I got a job, you know, as a, as an aide. So that helped me out a lot because I finally learned, you know, I got the actual experience of working in a clinic. So that was one thing. And then, um, they told me I had to retake classes. Like he, they're like these C's that you got, like, like, obviously like I would see on these different schools, websites, like the C is the minimum, the minimum that you can get. So I was thinking I was cool, but it's like, you can't get the minimum. Like, that's just like for them to read your application. So like, I was like, they were like, oh, you got to retake classes. So like I had to take retake four classes. And I was just like, man, I really don't want to take these classes. So like y'all already know this, like taking chemistry again and taking physics. It's like, oh my God, like those are like the worst classes ever. So like having to take those again, I was just like, man. But then I told myself like, okay, if you really want to get in, like you got to do this again. So that was a big thing for me. I think like taking those classes again and then just like, when I was writing my essays, like I was using my experience from the first time around to kind of like help out on my essays the second time around. So like I wrote like, okay, I applied to these schools the first time and I had no idea of the things that I know now. So like I would write that in my essay, like I know I, I now have more experience. I've retaken classes. So basically I would tell them like, without saying like, I'm showing the initiative that I really want to do this. So I guess like when they read these essays and everything, they're like, okay, this dude is serious. So those are just a few of the things that I like did different the second time around that I didn't do the first time when I thought I was all good. You say that, man, you have something to say? All right, you say that you really want to do this. What draws you to the PT field? So like, yeah so it's like I've looked around at like a lot of other things and everything I look at like it just doesn't fit me like I'm a real like particular person like this comes so that's this like it happens with anything whether it's like a friend of the same sex or opposite sex it's like as soon as I find like something that's like really I really don't like I'm like yeah I'm done <laughs> I'm good. So it's like every time I look at a different profession, it's like, ah, that's not really me. I'm good. It's like, uh, do I want to be a lawyer? So like I remember I wanted to be like a sports agent, like a sports agent years ago. 
And then I heard like, I probably had to go to law school. I was like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm not doing this. So like every time I look at something else, I research it, look it up online. Like, okay, what does it take to, you know, get into this profession? I just keep looking and it's like, nope, I'm good. So like everything that I've tried to do, it's come to that point. But for PT school, like it has not come to that point. So it's like the only part that I look at it like, the two and a half, three years of school, that's going to be like terrible. I already know it, like going into it. But besides that, it's like, obviously every every profession has its negatives, but like, besides like the schooling part, like there's no like a red flag as everybody would say. What are you looking to do with your PT career? It sounds like you do your research, you know, you kind of have an idea what you want to do. What are you looking to do in the PT world? So I got like, so it's it's funny that you you asked that because somebody just asked me that the other day and it was like I told them like five different things and they're like what do you want to do so like right now it's like I have a bunch of things that I like because because the thing is it's like I know there's so many different avenues that you can go in in the profession which is like one of the biggest like one of the things that attracted me to it so like first off it started like oh I want to go into sports and that was like an obvious you know thing for me with my background so it was like I want to go into sports and then I started like it was more of a business approach so it's like I want to own my own clinic and then it was like oh I can work as a PT but I can also do other things so it's like I want to approach it from the sports part I want to approach it from the business part or it's like obviously PT is my main profession but like I can you know, go into stocks that I've, you know, recently got into. I can go into all these different things all while still being a PT. So like, I wouldn't say I've 100% decided yet, but I just know that like, once I get through the schooling part, once I like gather all the information that I need to gather, like there's endless opportunities for me. That's what I like about the, the profession. Cause I'm like, it's so flexible and I'm kind of similar to you also where I'm like, I, I know I want to be involved in the hoop game. I know I want to own my own business. I don't, I thought about, I initially what drew it to me was I wanted to work in the NBA as a, as a PT in the NBA. And then you started listening to other NBA uh, PTs talk and they're like, we come in at 2am and then we got to be ready to go at 8am and we're on the road all the time. We're away from our families. I was like, that I don't want. I don't want right. to that kind of time. Um, so then I was like, what if I want to go the business around and open my own thing? And then just seeing what other people are doing with like not having a business background, but creating their own businesses and creating successful practices and being able to work with the people that they want to work with, but still provide, you know, use their, utilize their PT degree, but also dive into other things like the psychology the nutrition and mm -hmm. the mental side like you can just go into so many different avenues and I was like yeah this is this is what I want to do this is this is perfect for me yeah and I remember like with you I think I like found you on Instagram and like that's why I decided to reach out to you because I was like I feel like a lot of like the things where I, at least from the outside looking in I'm like he has a lot of the same interest than I do that, that I do so it was like looking into the like being a, 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 a PT for a sports team. I'm like, that'd be really interesting for me. But kind of like you said, it's like, it's like a huge commitment. And that kind of like 
takes away like the freedom part you know what i mean like that kind of takes the freedom part freedom part away so it's like uh do i really want to do that maybe but now it's not as high on my list you know what i mean so it's like that like if it was a different profession and that was like kind of taken away it'd be like oh i can't be in a profession anymore but like now that's kind of like lower on the list but there's still a whole bunch of other things that i can do so it's like when i realized that you know it's like oh it's not that that's taken away but that's like you know kind of lower on the list of things that i want to do but there's still a thousand other things so it's just like the flexibility the endless opportunities they're like they just all still there are there any things that you want to get started on while you're in school yeah i think like for me like right now like like i like i mentioned a couple minutes ago it's like like my mind is just everywhere like just wanting to do everything so like i have to like really focus in at least at the beginning on like one thing that i want to do so i would say like right now looking at it right now with the way i'm looking at things it's like how can I, like, I still want to have my fun and everything over the summer before I start, but like, how can I like best prepare myself, you know, for PT school? Like, obviously like there's no hundred percent way to prepare yourself. I know that just from like speaking to different people, like when you start, it's still going to feel like super overwhelming, but like, how can I at least right now prepare myself for PT school? So that's kind of like what I'm focused on now, but like, while I get, like, while I'm in school, at least like kind of get like my schedule down, get my routine down and everything. And then after that, I'm thinking of like, how can like I build connections with like people like you guys that like by that time, you guys would be like two, three years in, you know what I mean? So it's like, you guys are like, like both of y'all are first year, right? Like out of school. Yeah. So like by, by the time I'm in like my second, third year, y'all will be in year three, four or five, stuff like that. So it's like, I plan on like, reaching out to other people that are already in the profession, building those connections, which I've already kind of started doing with a few different PTs. It's like building those connections to the point where it's like, if I want to like partner with y'all, you know what I'm saying? Like open in the clinic, maybe we can do that. Or if I want to like, Hey, where would be a great place for me to like, you know, do a clinical at? I'll have people I can reach out to. So it's like, kind of like that stage of like building connections. So that way, like, as soon as I finish I'm, and I'm able to practice, I'm like jumping out the gate, like, boom, I already have a plan. Whereas like a lot of my classmates, I'm pretty sure it'll be like, oh, let me take the NPTE and then, oh, let me apply to these different jobs and hopefully somebody accept me. I want to be like, oh, I'm already up here. So as soon as I graduate, it's just picking where I want to go. You know what I mean? No, I definitely agree with that. That's how kind of how I got through PT school. Like, not gonna lie, I did the I didn't do the bare minimum, but I just wanted to pass my classes and I wanted to be well connected in the PT field so that I don't got to worry about these grades. I just got to pass MPT and I'm going to make it happen by who I know. Like nobody going to be asking me my GPA and none of that. So I think being well connected is going to get you more places than like you trying to stay up to 4 a.m. trying to get 100 on the test. Right. Um, so you're already ahead of the game. And um, I think more people should worry about being well connected and it's also not about who you know like who knows you you know what I mean right yeah so people uh, need to worry about that yeah I think I think like uh you you said that and I've obviously like tried to like start that right now even before I like get in school so it's like I noticed like 
the way that I'm thinking of things are already like different from others. Like, obviously, like we like people that are in my position, we haven't like taken any of the classes yet. We haven't even actually started school. But like just kind of how we mentioned earlier, the mindset, the mental part is like the way that I'm looking at things. It's like people aren't really looking at things like that. So like I would I I live not too far from Casey the clinic that he works at like it's literally like five minutes away from where I live from so I actually wanted to go meet up like we we talk all the time you know through Instagram and things like that but like I'm like yo I, I live five minutes away from you I gotta actually meet him in person so a few weeks ago I met him in person like we just like it was literally a work day his work day was just like super chill and I just basically just chilled with him for like almost a whole day so like I was basically kind of like a shadow I sat right there while he saw patients or if he had an hour where he didn't do anything we just sat in the back and we just talked about like my goals and things that I want to do and I remember he told me like live below your means increase your income and then make your money work for you so like I've already started those things and like (laughs) I'm starting a new job on Monday so it's like even as an aide I'm still trying to increase my income. I have other people that like worked in the same company as me and they're like, uh, um, we're not supposed to get paid much. This position is only about the experience, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do you see how much work we do? <laughs> like I'm seeing like in a regular day, I'm seeing double digit patients as an aide. And I know how much money I'm bringing into this company. And you tell me like, I should still be basically getting minimum wage. I'm like, nah, I'm going to go out there and search for a higher income. And I literally did that. And she's still going to be working at the same place, getting like $13 an hour. And let's just say I'm going to have like a 40% increase in pay starting next week. And that's us. That's just all from like talking to the right people. You know what I mean? So that's just an example right there. Like you said, like knowing the right people and the right people knowing you. No, I feel that. Get used to that because NPTs, they feel like we're not supposed to get paid because we're doing this to help people. Nah, that's BS, <laughs> to be honest. We want to get paid and it's not unreasonable for us to want to get paid. Like we're valuable. We know our value. And I feel like if somebody's not paying you what you feel like you're worth, if they want to keep you, they either got to come up with the money, give you some incentive to stay, or you could find somewhere else like, like you did. I did the same thing out of school. Um, like four months in, I found a job that was paying me like 30% more. I left. Like it wasn't even a question about the experience. <laughs> I got to make stuff happen for my life. Like, <laughs> so right. definitely feel that. Get used to that because you're definitely going to see other PTs telling you you're not doing it for the money and all this other BS that doesn't make any sense. Do what makes you happy and it's going to um, help you like chase your other goals. Because there's more to life outside of PT. Thanks. <laughs> You're talking about, we're talking about money a little bit. Um, I know it's super exciting when you get that first acceptance and then you get more and you're trying to decide, all right, where am I going to go? But then you look at the price tag of what it costs to attend school and you see it's a couple hundred Gs, depending on if you're in state, out of state. How are you trying to attack? Are you worried about that debt um, that, that you're about to accrue? And how are you trying to combat minimizing the amount of debt that you're about to have? while you're in school and after school is done. Right, so if I said like, I wasn't worried about it at all, I would be lying. But like, I think like the advantage 
of like knowing like the advantage of like knowing that you know money is a taboo subject it's like okay i know this ahead of time so like how can i as best as possible make that like minimize that you know what i mean so like you're not gonna like get rid of it but it's like how can i minimize it so like for me i had like like the clinic that i was just working at i had one pt like she wasn't directly talking to me but she was talking to somebody else and i heard her like she was like if i could do it all over again i would not have been a pt basically like because she had so much debt blah 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 and i heard that and i was like okay i asked her <laughs> i heard her say that but i act like i didn't hear and i actually like what school did you go to she told me this school right and i went to go look it up and i'm like yo their tuition is like it's like one of the highest in the country and i just thought and i just talked uh thought to myself i was like hold on so she picked a different school like <laughs> her debt would be way less right like obviously you're not going to get rid of debt but like if she just picked a different school she could have probably like saved fifty thousand dollars <laughs> so i was like yeah debt is like probably inevitable but it's like there's things that you can do to like kind of minimize it so for me right now when i was looking like when i was looking for different schools i told myself like i'm not applying to any school that's over a hundred and ten thousand dollars and like obviously that cuts down your options a lot because we do know like a lot of these schools are super expensive but for me that was like one of the priorities that was like at the top of the list cost of school so it was like, yeah, I wanted to go to like, uh, I'm not gonna say the school, I wanted to go to this certain school. But I looked at the tuition, I was like, ain't no way I'm going there. <laughs> so like my school, my school search list that I came down to, it was like cost. And then after that, it was like location. Cause I was like, I can't see myself living in X, Y, Z state. So it was like cost, location and things like that. So like the schools that I applied to are like low, when you compare it to other schools, obviously they're all very expensive, but like they're lower in terms of tuition. So I did that. Um, the schools that I ended up choosing, it's under a hundred thousand. So that's another thing. And then it's like the past year that I've been working as an aide, like every time I get paid, I'm saving a certain amount of every time I get paid. So it's like trying to save up as much as possible before I start. So that way it's like, yeah, you're still gonna have some debt, but how do I minimize that as much as possible. I like that. And I, I think um, being a part of the accepted system and like being part of Joseph and Casey's world, uh, they kind of lay that all out for you too. And so, you know, coming in before you even apply, you know what you're looking for, what your non-negotiables are and what is going to be filtered out if they don't hit your non-negotiables. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and like, I know I, for me, um, I found um, Greg Todd and I took his course before I found Joseph and Casey. So I was a PPT in Greg Todd's course and he was like talking about how to make money as a clinic owner. And I was like, well, I know that's where I want to be. So let me just take his course. And that's why I was like, now you understand about the online game and trying to get in that and how you can have your money work for you while you're not actually working. And that's why I'm not really, I don't, I just probably, I don't know if it's, I don't really be tripping about my loans because I'm like, I can, I know ways that I can help raise my income to help supplement the life I want to live, but also put a dent in these loans as well. So I'm not really too concerned about it. Right. 
I, I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask both of you guys that like, I know, I know y'all are asking me the questions, but I just wanted to know like, what are y'all thoughts when it comes to that? When it comes to loans, I'm in a lot of debt, but I'm not really tripping about my loans either because one, I'm not paying nothing more than the minimum until I can invest enough money to allow that to fund another stream of income then pay. So I plan on paying, but not right away, I guess. And then also, I don't feel like I have a ceiling cap on my income. I feel like a lot of PTs feel like they have a they hit the ceiling already. I feel like I'm already at the ceiling unless I want to be like a director or something, which I don't. So I know I have the ability to um, increase my income. So I'm not really tripping about that. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen because I've been putting in the work. It's just a matter of when. So I'm not really tripping. Those loans are going to be there for like, if I pay the minimum, it's like 20 years, but I'm not tripping about it because I know I'm putting the work. It's just a matter of when it's going to happen, not if it's going to happen. Yeah, and, and for me, I think it's kind of a similar a similar situation is key. Um, I feel like what my, my, I use my loan money to try and learn more skills that will help me make more money in the long term. And so then I'm like, if that can give me a, that might be, a certain amount of money you got to spend on the course now, but in the future, if it 10 X my revenue, then I, why am I, I'm not mad at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, we're already, well, I'm already like hundred K plus in debt. So what's another like three K. That's how I see it. So um, yeah, really just investing in like my education outside of PT. Cause I know that's, what's going to really, accelerate my income it's not going to be my pt skills it's going to be the other skills i learned outside of pt so that's what i'm really focused on yes i want to deliver this the best outcomes to my patients but i also uh, want to live the life i want to live so um, it's going to take me learning some stuff outside of my profession yeah i think i think like so i've listened like all your other podcasts already and i think i heard you mention something like that so it's like yeah, like PT is my profession, but like I'm trying to do like a whole bunch of other things where it's like, this is not my only stream of income. So a lot of times, well, most of the PTs that I know, at least the ones that I've like worked with or, or shadowed and things like that, a part of the reason why they're like always unhappy because it's like all their time and all their like money is coming just from this specific job. So it's like, I'm here 40 hours a week. I'm not making money any other way. So it's like, if this, if I have a bad day at work, it's like, yo, my whole day, my whole week is just done. Whereas like somebody like you, Key, it's like, if I'm making money from this other place, it's like, okay, I can have a bad day at work because it's still money coming in from somewhere else. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's like one of the things that I want to do eventually to where it's like, yeah, this is like my main gig. But at the same time, it's like money coming in from everywhere else. Nah, definitely. And I think that kind of shows it how you treat patients. I don't know if it's just me, if I'm just like a really like chill person at work, but I be at work and patients be like, how are you so patient? Like, how are you so calm? I'm like, because when I leave here, none of this stuff comes with me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> nothing comes with me. Yes, I'm going to get you better, but I promise you, like, none of your problems is coming with me because I got, <laughs> I got other things I'm working towards. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> can you kind of talk about your mindset now as a you're about to be we've kind of talked about it like how you're trying to make more money and trying to save up more but 
what you think about now versus when you're in school, how that's going to, how you're trying to like make sure your mindset stays on point. Cause you're going to have a lot of other things coming at you a lot more material, a lot of your classmates are going to be, you're going to be meeting new people, working with new people, how you're, how you're going to try and keep your mindset on point while you're in school and in a new environment. Yeah. So I think like right now I look at this stage, like the preparation stage, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, I don't know exactly what I'm getting into, but I know it's tough. And I know that because like literally every single person that's in PT school or going through it, like nobody told me like, oh, it's easy. Like you got this. Everybody's telling me like, yeah, like if you, you know what I mean? Like if you have a plan and things like that, like you'll make it through, but it is tough. So for me, it's like, this is the preparation stage. So it's like, I'm just trying to prepare myself as best as possible. So that way, like when I actually get in, it's like a lot of the things that I'm preparing for, I'm actually implementing those things. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, different ideas right now, like how to make money. When I actually get in school and I actually have a routine down, scheduling routine and stuff like that. Okay, now it's time to actually start making that money. Things like that. So it's like preparing now. So that way, once I have like my daily schedule down, my routines down and things like that, it's like making money those different ways um building those connections because like at least like now it's like when you reach out to like certain pts and things like that when they see that you're not even in pt school yet they kind of just brush you off so like i'll reach out to somebody and they'll be like oh i'm starting pt school they'll be like oh where do you go and i'm like oh i'm starting in a few months and they'll be like oh, okay like they won't say it but it's kind of like man this dude didn't even start school yet like what is what does he want so like i know like when you're at least in school they'll like probably look at you different and it's like, okay, those connections or those people that I've reached out to when I'm actually in school and like almost graduating, things like that. Okay. They'll take me more serious. So like, you know, like I said, making money those different ways, I'll be able to start doing that. Um, those connections, I'll actually be able to start doing that. So like, like I said, this is just like the preparation stage, really. This next question, I'm kind of just curious, are there things you're worried about once you start school? Like, I know ever you got people that you talk to and ask advice for, but are things you're personally worried about once you start? Yeah, <laughs> the work. <laughs> so like, like I said, like, I think everybody has told me like, you're gonna have to like change the way that you like study from like undergrad to like actual PT school. So it's like, I've heard different ideas and I have like different plans in my head of like how I'm gonna change things. But like some things you don't actually know until you actually get in it so it's like i have an idea in my head of like how i want to study or, or different you know study techniques and things like that but like when that like professor actually hits you with that amount of work that you're gonna have to do it's like i'm asking myself now like how am i gonna react to that you know what i mean like when i when i look at it and it's like you have four quizzes tomorrow and then a test the next day. Like, what am I actually gonna do then? Cause now it's cool looking at it, like, oh, I'm gonna prepare, do this, do that. But like, when that actually hits you, I don't know. <laughs> so I think it's like the question that you kind of asked me is like, it's gonna be interesting to see how I react to it. You know what I mean? So like, that's one of the things that I'm worried worried about. You know, like the workload and things like that. Um, but I think besides like the actual like workload is like quizzes and tests and things like that making sure I pass those. I don't really, 
I don't know, maybe it's something that I'm not thinking of that y'all can tell me, but I don't really have like any worries outside of that. Like as far as like moving away from home, things like that, I've done it. You know what I mean? Like I've been in like different states for school. So like moving away, I'll be fine adjusting to things like that. Um, missing family, like <laughs> I missed them before. Like <laughs> it's okay if I miss them again, <laughs> like things like that, like I'll be fine. It's just like the workload, just getting through that. Besides that, I can't really, you know, I'm not really too worried about anything else. I think it's good that you're going into PT school with like a flexible mindset because I think studying for PT school, like there's no one way to study. I feel like you kind of learn that based off of one, your curriculum and two, how you study because there's a lot of like programs teach things different ways depending on how they have it set up and also how your own brain works. So just like going into that first semester, like trying your best and doing what you're used to doing and you feel comfortable doing with that information and then based on how you do you kind of like revamp it make adjustments and I feel like at least with me like after the first year I kind of had a good like handle on like how to study and how to approach things so as long as you're flexible and willing to make changes and you're not like rigid in like your own study style from undergrad I think like you'll be good it's just a matter of getting through those courses and uh, putting in a long hour to study it but once you get a handle of it it's it's not too bad it's manageable and you can also like try and connect, like if it's like neuro or cardio form, connect it to things that you enjoy. Like uh, I think for for neuro, we had like a um, we had an extra credit project, and I connected it to basketball. I, it was like about the pain tracks and like what happens when someone gets injured and what's going on in their brain. I I don't like neuro is not my I don't I'm not really the biggest fan of it, but I understand it's a primer for like all movement and so I was like let me relate this to something that I enjoy and that helped make me kind of sticks better in my head because I enjoy whatever I made that project to so I made it a whole Instagram video and put it on the hoop lab and and so I used it as educational content for the hoop lab and as extra credit assignment and my teacher was like this is great and I was like well I did this a long time ago so (laughs) it was double different in the in the in the points but that really helped me get um, those kind of tracks down. And I think it was, it made it fun because it's, I'm doing, I'm related to something that I enjoy. And you also remember things better. Like, I feel like in school, like they, they just want you to like put it on a flashcard or put it in a Quizlet and just memorize it. But it has to have some type of context in order for me to actually wrap my mind around it. So like Meg said, like put it into something that is meaningful to you. That'll help you learn it but it'll also help you remember it and it'll help you explain it to somebody else especially going to be working in sports if it's something you enjoy i'm pretty sure you'll be working with the type of people that do the things that you enjoy so that'll even increase like your buy-in with them down the line so looking long term with like what these assignments mean they might seem dumb when you're doing them at pt school but if you can tie it to something that you're interested in um you can utilize that to for one like your own content or two like trying to increase like your clients or like patients buying with you because of the work you put in while PT school yeah that's so it's gonna come full circle yeah that's I'm glad that you said that because I think for me like undergrad was always like easy for me but I, I just remember kind of like how you said like I used to always look at like different projects and things like that it would be like tougher than it should be because it's like how does this relate to anything? Like, why is this going to be important to what I want to do? And I always had a hard time, like, finding that connection. Because, like, like in PT school, it'll probably be easier because it's, like, directed into the field that you're going to. But, like, 
in undergrad and you're just taking like all these random classes and it was just always like I'm not going to need this in two months so like how does this keep my interest you know what I mean so it's like as long as I'm able to like relate it to something that I like or something that I like to do it's always easier for me so I'm glad that you said that and that's definitely something that I'll try to do when I when I start school what do you think about the profession the future of the profession what do you think it's going to turn into like when you come out of school like five years from now ten years from now what do you think it's going to turn into so I think I think it's actually it's it's looking better because like I would say now if I just like solely based the profession off of like things that I see online or like the older PTs that I've worked with or worked around it's like nah it ain't ain't looking too good because like I think like there's just always this negative it's like always negative self-talk that I see like a lot of things that I see on Instagram it's just all negative 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 so it's like it's kind of refreshing like talking to people like you guys because it's like you guys have like different ways that you guys want to do things. You guys have different ideas and different strategies of how you guys are going to approach things, especially like being, you know, like first year or whatever out of school. It's like you guys are like looking at this profession in a different way while it's like older PTs and people that have been in the field for years. It's just all negative. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, if I wasn't like committed to this, like dedicated into going into this, and like a weak-minded person, I probably would have like <laughs> like left the profession already. Cause like everything you just see is just like, like, man, why would I even want to do this when all the people that are in this sound like they don't like what they're doing? You know what I mean? So it's like I I like that, like, you know, I'm talking to people like you guys now and like younger people that are like, you know, have a different mindset. Cause it's just like, okay, if everybody just hates it, why is everybody doing this? I definitely agree. It's like a lot of negative self-talk, but I'm glad I'm glad you included the word self because that only reflects <laughs> the people that be saying stuff like that. Um, it's all it's all over social media, but I do think if you like get in the, the right ecosystem, you can like make a lot of progress and uh, make an impact on the field. And um, you got to kind of tune out the people that are talking um, negatively because I think it only reflects either things that they feel like they can't do or things that they wanted to do. And they got old. I used to have kids and they didn't make it happen. And then telling you you can't do it. But that had nothing to do with you. Um, so yeah. um, just surround yourself with the right people and um, like get to work, honestly. I have one last question for you. Um, we kind of talked about it before, but if you had two to three things you would tell somebody applying to PT school, whether it's their first time or second time, what would you tell them to focus on? besides like your GPA or um, like prerequisites, things like that? Yeah, I think like one of the things that I was told that I didn't really understand at the time, but I get now, it's like only apply to schools that you think fit you. So like, that was a big, that was a big thing for me. Like I was just literally the first time around just applying because like, I just like, like the idea of the school or like I knew somebody that went there or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it was like, I was told to like apply to somewhere that fits that fits you, but I had no idea what it meant. So when I started looking like the second time around, it was like, okay, from undergrad, I went to a few different schools, right? So it was like the different schools that you went to, I went to a bigger school, I went to a smaller school, like which kind of school did you learn better in? You know what I mean? Like what type of learning environment 
what's more beneficial for you. And I found like, okay, I learn better in a smaller environment. So like class size of like 30, as opposed to class size of like 200, you know what I mean? So like the second time that I applied, it was like, okay, the school that I ended up choosing, it's a smaller school. So it's like, that's better for my learning. So that's an example of a school that fits you. So I would say that's one thing, a school that fits you, that's like really important because, you know, from what I've been told, like things are gonna get tough things are going to like, like, you're going to have to, you know, basically pick somewhere that fits you. So that's one thing. And then after that, this is like something that like, I haven't seen yet. But it's like, just kind of like, have a open mind. So it's like, when you do pick a school, or you know, you are researching schools, it's like, oh, this school says, you have to have this GRE score, or this school says you have to have this GPA. The school that I that I got into, I didn't have like the GPA or the GRE that they that they listed like on their website, and I still got in. But if I was just like reading these websites and things like that, I would have thought like, oh, don't apply there because I don't even have what they're asking for. But it's like, no, apply there, work hard on your essays and things like that, and when they interview you, show who you are as a person. You know what I mean? Like be a people person, kind of like how we've said several times this whole podcast. It's like be a people person, learn how to talk to the people that are interviewing you. And like I said, the school that I got into, I didn't have the GPA or GRE, but I guess from well, what I'm guessing is they like something. So like maybe my interviews were great, you know, maybe my essays were great. So it's like be open-minded not just like close-minded to like what they require, but it's like pick somewhere that you feel like fits you. And then when it finally, when it's time to show you, show who you actually are. I like those, definitely. Um, I'm just tired of seeing like just a regular, oh, get your prereqs, have this GPA. Like not everybody has a 3.8 GPA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going into PT school. And I don't think that you should actually have one. I think you should have other things that um, you focus on, but um, that's a story for another time. Um, May, <laughs> anything else you want to mention? Anything else you want to ask? Nah, no, nah, Kamal, appreciate you coming on the pod. I think you dropped gems for whoever, everyone who's going to listen to this. And I think even though you were pre-PT and about to start school in a couple, couple months, I think people who are 10 years in the game versus not even knowing PT is a profession, they can take things from this episode and and apply it to their life right now to make meaningful changes. So appreciate you for coming on. Um, where can people find you on social if they have other questions that they want to ask? Yeah, uh, first off, thanks for having me. Um, when I found out you were doing a podcast, I was like, I definitely want to get on there because there's like questions that I want to ask y'all and I want to just like be around and speak to people that are like where I'm trying to get to. So thanks for that. And then also, um, on my Instagram, I'm actually not on right now, but I'll be on, uh, I just got off for a little bit, but I'll be back on pretty soon. Um, so it's my first name, K-A-M-A-L uh, underscore uh, S-H-A-S-I 23. Um, that is my Instagram. That's like pretty much like the main social media that I'm on and people like, you know, there's like people that reach out all the time and I also reach out to a lot of other people. So people reach out to me. I always answer and uh give my advice and also you know ask questions that i got love it and if there's any other questions that you have and you want to reach out to us we're always open like the invitation is always open so if there's anything whether it's tomorrow later today or when you're in school 
are we're always open to to be able to help out however we can. So just wanted to put that out there right now before before we finish up here. Key, anything else you want to add? Uh, I just want to say this was a great episode and um, definitely would like to have you back on um, when you start PT school and after like you graduate. I think that'd be super interesting to see to see later <laughs> on when I'm in school. Like, hopefully, the things I'm saying now are the same then. So, thank you guys. It'll have to be the same, though. There's a lot of things I said in the past that I had to go back on. So, it's totally fine. It's actually cool to see that. Yeah, so, perfect. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to that and good luck. Thank you guys. Yeah, no problem. We'll catch y'all on the next episode of the Key and Mang Audio and Spirits. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Key and Mang Audio Experience. Make sure to subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review, and we'll catch you in the next episode.